Well, Ulysses, we're taking a quick reprieve from our Rays player reviews to dive into the mailbag. Mailbag Wednesday on today's episode. And I'm so excited, Kevin, because we have not only one, but two voice memos. And they are fantastic. So let's get started right now. You are locked on Rays. Your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And make sure you follow us on all podcasting platforms and subscribe to that YouTube channel of ours as well. Uh, check out our Twitter and Instagram pages at Locked on Rays, and you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's dive right into these mailbag questions. This first one, um, Time I Can, is that who we'll go with first on the yes, voice Yes, Time I Can. Front? Time again, he's got uh, made the, the line first. So without further ado, let's hear from our OG listener. Okay. OG mm-hmm. listener, Time McCann. Here we go. Hey, gentlemen. It's Time McCann from sunny New England. And hope you guys and your listeners are having a great day. I uh, wanted to drop in with a quick mailback question. It came to me because you guys are doing your player reviews. But I wonder what grade would you give first year GM Peter Bendix? Uh, on the season, take into account his offseason, the trade deadline, extensions, etc. And what you would say he should continue doing because it worked well versus maybe what he can improve upon. And, uh, you know, I know it's a small sample size and Neander's still in the building. He's got great coaches. Uh, but I think he turned out pretty good. He had a good season. Um, just, you know, in spite of the challenges, but when you make the postseason, that helps. And he's got a tough offseason ahead of him. So we'll see um, how the team comes out of that. But, uh, as always, I love the show. Thank you for joining me every day um, on my rides to work. I really appreciate it. Raise up. Great question there from Ty. And Ty, uh, love to hear from you as always. And sorry that you have to live in sunny New England. Uh, I You could pay me enough. It would take quite a bit of money for me to live in New England. So you're a trooper in that regard. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I would like to say, Ty, whenever you are in town, let's go watch a ball game because we, we just we need to do that. Man, that's just a good question, too. Ty always has just timely, good questions uh, for us, makes the, the, the show better. Pete Bendix review. We, who would have ever thought about that, huh? Just to, to grade the GM, huh? Hmm. Where do we start with Pete? Where do we start with Pete? I would think my I'll go big picture, Kevin, with with Bendix. Okay. Good on you for recognizing you needed some left-handed help and some veteran leadership in 2022 with a bunch of young players and you got David Peralta. Now, regardless of what Peralta did and didn't do, you did what you needed to do. Uh, right. which is get a veteran in that clubhouse, get a lefty bat. I That had been there, done that. You know, Maybe the pop wasn't there, but all his numbers increased while, well with the race. So 
that was really good for for Pete Bendix to to know that that's what the team needed. Didn't end up working out that way, but just like in 2021, yeah. you needed Nelson Cruz in that lineup, and it helped elongate that lineup, become the thickest and and best offensive juggernaut we've ever seen as race fans. Um, and and we'll see probably for a long time. Hopefully not, but that's usually how it yeah. goes. Um, so so I'll start with that one. That was a really good move, regardless of the outcome. That's what needed to happen, and Bendix recognized it and and got it for a really good price. I mean, a young rookie in rookie league catcher, a nineteen year old. That's yeah. I mean, that's what the market dictated. That's what the Diamondbacks wanted for David Peralta, and it came about. I think that was terrific. Right. And that catcher might turn out to be something. We it's, It wouldn't be the first time that the Rays have let uh, catching prospects slip through their hands, slip through their fingers. So, yes, Ben Dix did his job in that regard. And I think, um, yeah, injuries are going to be a problem in a baseball season each and every year. But the amount of injuries on the offensive front and losing – big part of your core for most of the majority of the season and being able to bob and weave and navigate that and how much of it is Peter Bendix how much I mean it's all a collaboration at the end of the day but as a you know technically first year GM you know going out and and you know find doing what you can uh when you have to adding Yu Chang adding Christian Bethencourt uh going out earlier in the season or off season and uh, getting uh, diamond in the rough and Harold Ramirez trading for uh, Isak Paredes, adding Corey Kluber. Um, you also had a tough situation of, you know, dealing with the difficulty of letting go of Brett Phillips and what that means for the clubhouse, the franchise, the roster, the fan base, not an easy decision to make um you know if if there's you know some negatives to look at uh and maybe not necessarily negatives but maybe things that are are learning experiences again this is all part of a learning curve for him going forward but you know maybe they they jumped the gun a little bit on what to expect from josh lowe and vidal brujan i mean we all read the press clippings everybody was uh, praising these guys as, um, you know, God's gift to earth. And they just, at least maybe they're just not quite ready yet. Um, so I think, you know, overall, yeah, you can look at the record and in comparison to previous years, it's, it's not what you want or bargain for as a raised fan. But when you consider the circumstances and being able to, to find guys that, you know, did what they had to do, uh, under his watch is is pretty remarkable. Again, I go back to it. You know, Hugh Chang, what he did for a spell there. Harold Ramirez, what he did when he wasn't injured. Um, I thought he did a, a really, really tremendous job in in handling all of that. Yeah, it would have been Heaven. great to go out and get another. Uh, you know, you, you got your David Peralta. That you that you did what you did. You did what you had to do at the trade deadline. Maybe in the off season, uh, or before the start of the season. Maybe okay, you strike out on Freddie Freeman. You got to go out and get some other veteran. Um, but outside of that, I think that um, he had a really tough job, and I think he handled it pretty well. Yu Cheng was off waivers, man. I mean, yeah. 
that that's that's as shrewd as it gets and and that was a really good move i think the one move that we haven't spoken about yet and i think could be the his determining factor would be jose siri um what yeah. is going to be i mean he he got that not only as a brett phillips replacement really from like a different side of the plate but he is the center fielder of the future now uh and and we mm-hmm. we 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 see the talent the talent is there it's it's palpable what he can do with the glove, the speed is is tremendous. He he glides out there, man. I mean, he he gives me Kevin Kiermaier 2014, 2015 vibes of just like anything is possible if it's just in the semblance zip code of of Jose's ability to get. I mean, he he is that special. Right. The only thing is, can you unlock that bat? Can you unlock it? He was pretty clutch with that home run against Shane Bieber. In, in the playoffs, very, very cool. I mean, not, not it wasn't Peralta, when, even though he didn't get more than one at bat, uh, but it wasn't Wander, it wasn't Randy, it wasn't Manny, mm-hmm. it wasn't any of the guys that you would have thought. It was Jose Siri, and that was the, the deadline acquisition. So maybe that'll be his his big uh, first-year move for the future was was getting Jose Siri. So hopefully, and you, and you, and you touched on Paredes. Can they unlock his power? Can 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 he be somebody that they that they can trust in the future? I mean, we'll, we'll see. But overall, I agree with you. The biggest negative was perhaps putting too many eggs on the Josh Lowe, Taylor Walls, Vidal Bruhan basket of like, yep, yeah. we're ready to let go of these of these other Joey Wendells and Austin Meadows because we've got these three guys ready to go and. They weren't ready to go, and which scares me because how much of a leash do that those three guys have? Are they going to be traded? And if they're going to be mm-hmm. traded, it's not going to be for a lot because they've lost some market value in 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 MLB. So it, it's going to be very interesting. This this hot stove should tell us a little bit more about how he operates, how his mind works, and uh, it should be very interesting to follow. Ty. Yeah, it's going to be a big offseason for him. You've got rumors swirling about what to do with Randy Rosarena. There's all the talk and the need to add an impact bat or two. Uh, what do you do about the free agents? Do you bring back Mike Zanino? How do you handle all of that? Um, and let's remember, I mean, uh, in getting, I'm glad you mentioned Jose Siri because uh, that was a much more expensive ad than trading for David Peralta. They had to give up Seth Johnson, their number six prospect in the organization, and Jaden Murray, who had a lot of potential and, and could have been part of that next wave of, oh my gosh, we never heard of, you know, he wasn't on the prospect list. We never really heard of this guy before. He was a friend of the show. Um, but that, okay, I could have seen Jaden Murray slip into a raised uniform and do amazing things as a bullpen guy. So, um, yeah. I mean, if we're, did, did you, I'm sorry, did you give Peter Bendix a grade? I totally bypassed that. Did we give him an official grade here? No, I wanted you to get your your, your, okay. your thoughts out there before we, we both give him a grade. Uh, you know what? I'll give him a B, close to B+. Plus. I mean, that's right where I'm at with, with Bendix. I mean, for a first-year GM? Fair enough. Uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit cheeky with it. and. Okay. Uh, you know why I'm going to give him an 86? Why is that? That's what the Rays' total of wins was uh-huh. in 2022. So, hey, guess what, Pete Bendix? 
you can go home and, and give your parents the 86 and well, maybe they, they're a little bit disappointed, but maybe they're okay with it. I don't know. You tell me, Pete, yeah. I don't know how your parents uh, graded you, but I don't know. An 86 to I, some parents is amazing. Uh, an 86 to some parents is uh, go to your room because you're not uh, touching any electronics for a while. Yeah. I think they'd give him a, a million percent because he's a major league baseball GM. And I don't know how old he is, but I definitely don't think he's 40 years old. Uh, B isn't 35. I think he's yeah. 35. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty it's amazing. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, and kind of a fun guy too. Interesting, yeah. interesting uh, character when he's interviewed and doing the uh, public speaking engagements. Uh, don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system. We recommend to get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. This, actually, no, I messed up that uh that is a uh my bad on the uh on the website there. It's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Let me reiterate that simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Somebody's getting an F for uh, the copy here. Uh, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like, like simply safe. All right. Uh, so that was Ty's in. Uh, we have another mailbag and voice memo question. This one from Kyle, I believe. Yes, it is, Kyle. I, do you remember him uh, an email or something like that from him? I don't. I think this is I a do. first Several time. months ago, uh, I do remember okay. him reaching out to us as a first-timer. So this is oh, his okay. second time. But first time as a voice memo uh, send-in. Cool. All right. Well, Kyle, let's listen to what you have to say. Hey, guys. This is Kyle Rodriguez uh, calling from the the Philly side of Pennsylvania, actually. And just real quick, uh, with everything you guys were saying about the, you know, Philadelphia fans, it obviously being a Rays fan, it was hurt that we weren't there, but it was still a lot of fun to be able to watch the games with uh, my friends from the area um, from over here and, and kind of rooting alongside for the, for the Phillies. Um, obviously it didn't work out, but uh, that's all right. Um, my question for you guys real quick is obviously I am coming around to the idea uh, of getting a big name back, spending a little bit of money. Um, obviously, we need it. Um, but also looking back at like this last year's crop of free agents, I feel like a lot of batters underperformed after getting a, a big payday. So I guess uh, my question for you guys was, you know, kind of like what were what would be kind of the limits, kind of like the max that you would want to to shell out for. Um, for like a, somebody like an Abreu or, um, you know, anybody else in, of that nature. So uh, thanks, guys. Can't wait to hear. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question and a tough question, too. Um, I'll just put this out there. The Rays have, as of late, uh, been burned to some extent with their – veteran bats that they've either acquired through trade or signed as free agents, whatever it may be. Hunter Renfro, Yoshi Satsugo, Jose Martinez. Uh, you know, we can argue back and forth about the impact, maybe expected more out of the likes of David Peralta and Nelson Cruz. What I can find is out of all those guys, um, most of them outside of Yoshi, of course, international player, but a lot of national leaguers, West coast, uh, type players, 
Um, so maybe the the it, it's not just a dollar figure, but finding a guy who has some familiarity with the AL East and the American League in general, and and finding some more comfortability factor. And then once you have that fit going and and figuring out the dollar figure, because they've you know for one reason or another have not had that sort of luck seemingly as they've had on the pitching side of things as compared to, you know, veteran hitter types. No, I, I agree. You, you might have some, some shock of like the, the, the past uh, free yeah. agent signings. Uh, let's, let's speak about financially the Rays. We, we've, we've said this before. They have 19 arbitration eligible guys. Not all of them are going to be tendered a contract. Um, I'm looking at you, Jiman Choi, and you're expected $4.5 million. That's not happening. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough with 4.2 mil. That possibly is not going to happen. But overall, if you look at the 19 guys and their expected earnings, it'll be $42 million, okay? Then you also look at the 2023 uh, payroll that is going to happen no matter what. The the Wander Francos of the world. The, the Tyler Glass nows, the Manny Margos, the Kevin Kiermaier uh, buyouts, the Brooks Raley, Brendan Lau contracts, you're looking at around 27 mil guaranteed. So if you're looking at 27 mil guaranteed and you're putting out 42 on top of that, 42 plus 27, 9, so 69. Very nice. Um, so that's what you are working with. Now, the question is, how much are you willing? What, what would be the, the maximum expenditure? The Rays in 2019 put $15 million per year. Uh, so a 30-year, uh, a 30 million contract for two years for Charlie Morton. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking as a, a as a Rays fan that knows the limits of this team is just can you get me a Charlie Morton guy that bats? <laughs> what I'm saying is a veteran that's been there done that that is able to a muster a two-year 30 mil uh contract who is that is it a michael brandley is it a jose abreu is it a jock peterson some someone that's been there done that that's that's all i want i want a charlie morton 2019 who by the way charlie morton became a third place cy young award winner with the uh race i mean third guy uh a third in the race for the cy young so i'm i know Asking for a third place MVP award is going to be a lot and not and, and it's going to cost more than two years, 30 mil, but something relative to that. If the race can do it on the pitching side with Charlie Morton three years ago, can Pete Bendix want to maybe increase his uh, review from an 86 into maybe a 94 and get us that Charlie Morton contract for a hitter, a veteran guy that probably is asking for two-year 40, two-year 35, two-year 38, something around that range, I think is what I th- we want as a, as a race fandom and what put, could potentially give you that production that we certainly need and, and offensively question what would you rather have you have the option of and i think somewhere around that charlie morton like contract for a free agent bat i think that's probably what we're talking about and honing in on 
or if you want to get really uh, funky with it, you just bank on multiple uh, one-year reclaims or, or try to do that, you know, whether it's off injury or age, whatever it may be. But would you rather the Rays do a three-year $50 million deal for Jose Abreu? Three-year $50 million deal for J.D. Martinez for one guy. Or instead of that, instead of, okay, we're not going to give all that money to one J.D. Martinez or one Jose Abreu or one Michael Brantley. Uh, And I don't even know if Brantley would command that much, quite frankly. But instead of that, we give two years 20, one year 10, however it works out for two players, like a Josh Bell and a Michael Conforto like a Trey Mancini or a Brandon Drury and Brandon Drury, a Evan Longoria and a Mitch Haniger. So two players for the price of one or one of those. We know that the Rays aren't shopping for Aaron Judge. We know that they're not shopping for Carlos Correa. We know that they're not shopping for Trey Turner. But there's those guys kind of the in the middle guys, those mid-tier free agents, and then a little bit below that mid-tier. So it's about figuring out what do you go? Are, are we trying to take multiple bites of the apple and say, Hey, you got two shots are better than one, or you go for that one quasi big fish. Although it's not as big as judge Correa or Turner, it would be JD Martinez or Jose Abreu or Michael Brantley. I would feel like the Rays would hedge their bets. You know, they would they would diversify their portfolio, people. Yeah. You're welcome for that tip. Diversify your portfolio. I think that's what they would do. You know, th- that's more the Ray's way. But um I just kind of want them to try something different. Can't like can you just imagine what this team what this organization would have looked like if the Minnesota Twins don't beat the Rays with Nelson Cruz for a couple more mills. Yeah. A couple millions may Nelson Cruz go to the Twins in 2018, 2019, uh 2020 when the Rays could have had him because they they for, they undershot him for 2 million dollars. And then when they got him, he was, you know, on his way down. Unfortunately, you can never tell when that is going to happen. So, if they do go for a Brantley and a Brayu, a guy that's been there done that. Yeah, it could it could it could backfire. It could be the year that, nope, this guy doesn't have it anymore. That You never know. But yeah. I, that's why maybe a year plus a, a, a mutual option would, would work out. I guess, again, depending on, on, on the market of the team, if everybody's willing to give Jose Abreu, Michael Brandley type of players two years guaranteed, then you're not going to be playing um, on, right. on that pool very, very long. But I just... I want a proven guy. Like, I don't want more hedging bets of like, well, this guy. Because also, the Rays have an, a problem with the 40-man roster crunch as it is. Protecting Rule 5 guys with uh, 60-day IL guys. Uh, then, then you have to also increase the offense somehow. Uh, we, we've talked about that in, in, right. in episodes before. And, and, and future episodes as well, like you already have a problem with space. And it seems like this is a never ending issue with the Rays because of their deep farm system that you always will have, uh, you know, a 40 man problem. 
So hedging your bets does seem like the raise way, but isn't it counterintuitive when you don't have that much space and you're now putting in two guys uh, in, in that 40 man? Maybe, right. maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that, maybe that makes them think, you know what? Maybe we do go for that one person instead of the two. Uh, but I don't know. Man. I don't think the Rays are going to get in a bidding war for a JD Martinez or a Jose Abreu or a Michael Brantley. No, uh, I don't think so either, which is unfortunate in, in, in some aspect because don't you want the race to finally win a damn bidding? Like just, just for yeah. like once, can they once win a bidding war? I mean, okay. They won the Brooks Raley one. Cool. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. All right, it, they'll win a bidding war that you wouldn't expect, and that nobody was in a bidding war for necessarily. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah, it's that all that talk and discussion makes me think that again, the Rays have a roster crunch issue, as they will just about each and every year. That it might have to be package a couple prospects and try to land. Uh, you know, don't want to, don't quote me on this, but like a, a Sean Murphy type or something like that. Not saying that it's, it would be him, but somebody who's, you know, an established veteran, um, you know, that, Hey, we're looking for a guy that can give us a, you know, 260 batting average with, you know, 15 to 18 home runs, whoever that is that can be had for a, a prospect, you know, what, however the Reyes can work it out, to where they clear some some 40 man space and then maybe you go after okay you you've traded for that veteran to plug in your order and then maybe you go out and not saying they get the the Martinez or the Brantley or the Abreu but say hey we'll do a one year flyer on Trey Mancini with an option and see how it works out I mean yeah you could package some guys not even it has to be you know not only um, rule 5 eligible guys but I, I can see a you know sell high Harold Ramirez like, yeah. let's clear some space with Harold and, you know, maybe guys that are going into arbitration. Uh, I don't know. A Let's see. Look here. Ryan Yarbrough, you know, for example, does a team need, right. need some lefty arm that can give you arms and is never hurt? Well, you can package Ryan Yarbrough, Harold Ramirez and a shiny prospect yeah. or a shinier prospect. Um, not the shiniest. And maybe get get that bat. I mean, I don't know how many. I mean. Uh, that doesn't really sound appetizing from a third party perspective to get those those guys, honestly. Yeah, but funny. again, what the Rays do offensively is it ever really all that appetizing? Like, <laughs> no. Gotta, so that's what I'm saying. In that context, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to get the guy. Get the guy. Get the one guy. Like, this is what I'm. This is why I put the Charlie Morton thing. Like, you were able to get Charlie Morton, who then proceeded to give you a third place runner-up in the Cy Young uh, race in 2019. So is there no chance that you can do the same thing with a hitter? Like, yeah, how is that not possible? How has it not been done yet? Like, I know bad luck and all right, whatever. But like, I hope that that's the mentality in that race front office this year is let's go get that Charlie Morton offensively. A guy who can just... Put up numbers. At least a a power hitting first baseman to replace G Man Choi. I, I feel like that would be the the simple move right there. But again, the, the Rays are probably also banking on the idea that uh, 
Brandon Lau coming back fully healthy, Wander Franco coming back fully healthy, uh, development and progression of Josh Lowe. I think they're banking on their guys that are already in-house for the most part, too. So, uh, Which brings us to our next question. Last one of this episode from Brian Stark. Not a voice memo, but a good question nonetheless. Uh, and yeah, we mentioned him, Brandon Lau. Uh, Brian says, barn injury, what kind of year are you expecting from B-Lau? It's difficult to really know as he has only had one full season. Is it crazy to expect a 250, 340, 500 line with 30 home runs, 90 RBI, 90 runs, and five stolen bases? Again, being realistic, will he play closer uh, closer to 100 games or 150 games? Brian, if he if he does that in 2023, everybody would get Brandon Louts tattoos on their forehead. Yeah, like that's best case scenario out of a best case scenario out of a best case scenario. I'm not. I'm not putting a lot of faith in in Brandon Lau in 2023, not because he doesn't have the juice. It's just the dude didn't play in 2022. Like, how are we going to put those expectations out there? That's. That's that sounds a lot like in 2020, the offseason to the 2021 season, everybody thinking that Randy Rosarena was going to hit 50 home runs. There were Rays fans right. actually thinking this. Um, no, I, I think a good what my expectations are for Brandon Lau, just be a three war player. If you're a three war player, you post 120 games, um, you hit 20 bombs. That's good enough. I don't, you know, the slash line be whatever it is. But if you're a three war player, you give me 20 bombs, you're there more than 120 games. That's a success. I think your line is a little bit high on all of those marks, to be quite frank. I don't know if you agree with me, Kevin. No, I agree. I think that um, as far as home runs and power numbers goes, I would think of, Randy 2022, Isak Perez 2022. And um, yeah, we can't that 30 home runs and 150 games. That is, that's like the one percenter outcome there with Brandon Lau. And I think that he could, I would not be surprised in the least if he gets off to a shaky, slow start considering all the time that he missed and uh, gives, he needs just, rep after rep after rep to get into a groove and get comfortable. And then who knows, maybe, I mean, God forbid he gets hurt again. And another thing that, um, you know, this might be a question for the Rays is what to do with him positionally. Do you move him to first base? Um, do you, and I know you don't like this, but move him to the corner outfield. I don't think that necessarily would happen, but do you move him off of second base or try to Please give do. him more yeah, try yeah. Please, and if you do keep him healthy. How does that, keep how him does healthy. That in, yeah. How does you that impact to... him? Does it uh you know, is he more comfortable in playing first base and that allows him to focus more on his hitting, or is he more uncomfortable initially in that role as he tries to fine tune that aspect of the position and get into um a situation where uh he works that to his best? We 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 don't know that, but I, I would I, I don't think we um, are banking on uh, 2021 numbers from Brandon Lau. So, uh, you know, probably not an all-star either this this upcoming season. I, I would just expect solid, per, solid, not spectacular production from Brandon Lau. 
I agree. So. I agree. And yes, I've banged this drum for two seasons now. Move him to first already. I don't care if he's not six feet. Move him to first. Move him to first. You want pop at first base? Yeah, Brennan Lau gives you pop at first base. And then you have second base where you can kind of just you do the Isak Paredes, do the, the Vidal Brujans that you want to try out. You know, the, the Taylor Walls, like make that the revolving. Jonathan Aranda, make that the revolving door in second base. Oh, yeah. But first base, give it to Brennan Lau. Besides, Brandon Lau is not a gold glover, for God's sakes. People people pretend that he is. He's not. He's at best average. At best. There you go. Yes, fair enough. Um, all right. Thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on every single platform. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.